So uh, yeah, uh, I was just telling the boys, um, my I, I moved into a new place and uh, the closet is like right across from my bed and it's a big closet and the doors of the closet are mirrors. Nice. Um, and uh, it is hot as all dick in here, but I can't turn <laughs> on the, what's it called, the, the AC or the fan because otherwise it's, it, you guys are going to fucking hear it and won't, you know. Um, so it, and it's boiling here. So like, fuck it, I'm going to strip. I was just telling the guys <laughs> while while they're talking about something completely unrelated. I was just looking at myself like I've never noticed how curly my chest hair is. <laughs> you know what? It's so fucking hot where I am at right now as well, and the AC can also not be turned on out of respect to the viewership. So let's do a proper bro recording right now. I'm also gonna take off mm, my fucking yes. shirt, and we're our our, mm. our our hairy chests are going to connect from continent to continent, yes. and our our spirits, <laughs> our hearts, <laughs> unify. Exactly. <laughs> mine, mine is. I, I, I have a very hairy <laughs> chest, but it's uh, it's yeah. not curly. It's very like straight, and it's very very dark, except for like it's. I kind of find it cool. Like right in the middle between my male mm. titties, <laughs> uh, the chest hair, uh, male pecs, obviously. Uh, I have a bit of like melanin deficiency or whatever and I have a very short line <laughs> of just perfectly white hair so it's like very black hair and then a small line of uh. white hair it looks like I'm an anime character or some shit <laughs> or maybe a skunk that's the daddy special don't worry it's you look like uh, you will have many uh, many lovers that people will be like that that person is too young for him <laughs> <laughs> but that, look at how na- okay you were nice and then you made it into a horrible fucking thing but JT this piece I'm of sorry. shit just call me a fucking skunk go fuck you know what he's probably jealous do you even have chest hair JT do you even have chest hair I keep mine trimmed boy you gotta, ah, you gotta be streamlined dude I, I'm gonna engage in hey, some look, machoism here, but uh, a man ain't a man if he trimming that fucking chest or or leg uh, hair. I unless you're an athlete. V- I'm kidding, nice. Yeah. You guys, it's your yeah. bodies. Uh, the, the, the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, really, Hakim, I started talking to the liberal in the room a lot more than you lately. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's spreading See, through it's the air. That, that's why it's been quiet on my end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was gonna say something um yeah uh the uh i remember i saw this video i think it was in pakistan or maybe it was in the arab world i don't remember but it was somebody i do you hear that there's somebody yelling outside what the fuck is that <laughs> i didn't but you mentioned pakistan so somebody was like pakistan greatest country <laughs> i defend pakistan <laughs> i will invent wow, army. To death. Army, so that pakistan okay. army can destroy india okay if he, yeah, um, yeah. But if people don't know what we're talking about, just write "Wow, great army" <laughs> into <laughs> YouTube. You'll see, right? uh, and my, my yeah, respect anyways, to our uh, Pakistani brothers and yeah. sisters in India. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that video is really funny. But, but what, what, what I was gonna uh, say was, "Fuck!" Now you made me lose my train of thought. Goddamn fucking window <laughs> made you lose your train of thought. And oh, probably fuck. you being mesmerized yeah. by yourself, looking in the mirror and imagining mm, yes. mine and JT's face, but on your perfectly sculpted body. Fuck! Whatever. I, I forgot what I was gonna say. It's gonna come back to me. But anyways, <laughs> um, something else. By the way, I apologize to anybody listening right now that might hear birds fucking yelling outside my door, uh, my, my my window. Excuse me. Um, again. I moved, and I happened to be next to what I would graciously refer to as a stagnant fucking uh, pool of water. It is ne- <laughs> it is dog shit. But some people like to think it's a place to fish, and the fish <laughs> oh somehow co- uh, congregate there. And wherever fish are, these fucking pieces of shit. Bur- I don't know. Are they seagulls? I don't know. They're big and they're white and they're disgusting. They shit everywhere. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but they are, and they yell all the fucking time. Welcome to my time. world. Night day. It is. Yeah. 
Hey, at least you have a tropical bird. At least it's something like, ooh, a fucking fancy, right? It is, but <laughs> it sounds a... like like somebody is uh, sexually harassing it all the time. It's a little, ah, ah. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound pleasant to the ear at all. It's not like beep, 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 poop, poop, poop. It's literally, it literally sounds like it's not having the greatest of times, which it probably isn't, walking around like a restaurant or whatever. But, but anyways, uh, all right, uh, about... Uh, <laughs> do you guys want to hear about my, my first week at the new job? Oh, yes, tell uh, us. Shoot. All right, uh... So uh, yeah, I've I've changed focus. Uh, I'm still still in medicine, no worries. But uh, I'm no longer in what the closest was family medicine. Before now, I'm in emergency medicine and uh, in a huge hospital. And uh, I was like, fine, finally, like now I want to see like old people and like touch balls and fucking finger dudes. <laughs> um, and I kid you, working that my thir- first three patients was a guy who was bleeding out of his ass. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so I need so I need to finger him. <laughs> and then the but other guy should be. Was easy with, with the, the blood, you know, it should go in much easier, you know, the blood loops <laughs> yeah, it up. Okay, or is blood more like dry? Does it dry? Mm, I mean, blood dries, Jesus. but like you move it around a bit so it's not as dry and you Stop. go right in. It's also nice. Anyways, you know, it's it like, wasn't it's... that much blood. It wasn't that much. It was enough to warrant uh, the attention, but not, ah, okay, you know. Okay. Uh, the second guy w- was a guy with, with uh, swollen balls, and uh, I think we have a new contender for the, <laughs> for the largest, largest one. <laughs> <laughs> So that was, and then the third guy was a guy with uh, just like fucking tenderness uh, in his balls, but some other things that made it an acute case. Um, but regardless, um, that was uh, very fun. I thought I'd escape this, but uh, it follows me wherever I go. It's like a curse. <laughs> I mean, um, you, so, you yeah. summon what you want in life. Uh, you have, yeah, you're kind of obsessed want, okay? with balls and assholes, and I guess it's gonna keep coming. I mean, you literally have a <laughs> podcast with two assholes, so that's why your day job keeps bringing balls, to, oh you know, to God. your attention all the time. But uh, so yeah. Uh, Otherwise, no, um, there's not, not much interesting, just a bunch of very sick people. So, um, Or people who are not sick at all, but they just decide to show up, and you're like, what the fuck, get out. Um, but, <laughs> that's yeah. what, kind of what uh, I felt that, like today. Only- I went to, um, to – my girlfriend has been complaining that I snore too much, so I went to the doctor that does uh, mouth, uh, ears, and uh, nose. She was a, a specialist for all three at the same time. I didn't know you could be that. Like, I thought you had to be individual. Yeah, it's one specialty, uh, ENT. Yeah, ah, okay, there we go. We learned something new. And I went, and she was a lovely lady, et cetera, et cetera. And she checked them, and she was like, okay, your nose is broken. I was like, yeah, it was broken because <laughs> of kickboxing back in the day, da, da, da. And she's like, uh, do you want to fix it? I'm like, I'm not sure. Is it directly going to influence my health? She was like, no, probably not for like 10, 20 years, you're getting enough oxygen, et cetera, et cetera. But if uh, you are having trouble breathing, then yes, I would suggest a surgery. Just know it's kind of painful and kind of a pain in the ass, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we started a conversation, but she was like, okay, but why are you here? And I was like, my girlfriend's compl- <laughs> complaining I'm snoring too much. And she looked at me and she was like, yeah, it's because your nose is broken. You need to lose like at least five to 10 kilos. And I was like, but I knew that. But can, <laughs> can we like, is there something else that we could do? She was like, yeah, I can like prescribe you shit to put up your nose but I'm not gonna do that just lose some weight and maybe one day do a surgery so why am I saying this because she literally looked like why did you why did I just spend 30 minutes with you dude like what the fuck like okay you're snoring <laughs> yes my husband probably does as well every fucking guy on planet Earth snores at some point so uh, so yeah it was it was semi awkward but it uh, it ended on a nice note uh, she literally made a joke like uh, should I should I write something on the note to give to your girlfriend so she stops complaining about your snoring <laughs> I was like, no, thank you that would be worse uh, but yeah when I came home I was like yeah I'll just keep snoring until I lose weight or somebody breaks my nose again mm. so yeah yeah, we'll see. 
I think I think yeah. The quickest way is, is just to go down a bit and wait. Otherwise, yeah, you don't want the CPAP machine. You don't want to look like fucking Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. She said I'm not That's close the thing that to that. Want. I'm not yeah. close to that. But yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I don't think there's anything less sexy. Yeah, imagine waking <laughs> up over like your significant other. Probably <laughs> a person like with a, a fucking... CPAP setup right <laughs> now, thing. listening to the podcast Jesus before Christ. going to bed. They were like, "Come on, me." They really like out of all the groups they they made fun of. <laughs> I never thought they would get so I'm niche sorry. to make fun of me and my CPAP machine. No, really, of course. Look, hey, <laughs> you live your best life. Live your best life, okay? Uh, I just, uh, yeah. Um, but yes, <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> and welcome back to the Deep Program, everybody. Uh, today we will be having a little bit more of a, a lighter topic um, because, uh, well, the previous few have been a bit heavier and the upcoming ones will also probably be a bit heavy so we can have something kind of chill. Um, today, we're going to be discussing the ideology of food. Yes. Yum, yum. And how white people don't season their food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. there's, gonna be a f- there's gonna be a few of those jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's all meant in, in good faith. Um, anyways, uh, in jest, not in good faith. Jesus Christ, that was an incredibly transparent moment. <laughs> I'm just going to let it slide. Oh. <laughs> yes, it is in good faith. Hakim is, food. <laughs> Hakim is pale enough for us to be able to call this white on white crime yeah. <laughs> oof oh my god you know funnily enough i don't think i am no i know right. i'm fucking uh, actually no yeah <laughs> no because then people get like oh fuck you i remember some guy some guy um commented on one of my you know uh one of my like twitter things and he was like mm. oh yeah i came just a guy from long island first of all i don't know is, is long island new york i don't fucking know is there a short island that's why it's called long island i don't fucking know i actually played around with the idea of, of changing my uh, location on on uh, on my Twitter, not to lo- not from Long Island to Short Island, because apparently Short Island is actually a place, uh, to middle-sized island, <laughs> just making fun <laughs> of these fucking people. Uh, but anyways. Average-sized um, island. But yeah, no. We're, we're, exactly. Where the three of us would never go, because <laughs> we would only go to small island, obviously. <laughs> but anyways, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> the Yeah, exactly. Some people are actually going to believe this. Like, oh, he's white. They said it. They admitted it. I was like, nah, nah, I'm sorry. I don't, I have never once gotten a sun sunburn. That's <laughs> in the heat of our sun. That is impressive. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Sorry, right. you. Yeah, uh, go on. Yes. No, sorry. My audio peaked to, to shit. JT, I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to food. <laughs> um, I thought we could kind of like just slide into it uh, more easily. Uh, with it. We can mention a few of our favorite foods and then we can talk about the ideology of just food in general because fuck it, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck. <laughs> Not everything has to be like, mm, yes, well, you know, in fucking, I don't know, 1936, Tito said, <laughs> suck my balls. The entire Nazi war machine crumbled from the inside. Right? Um, anyways. Yeah, more accurately, probably would have been Stalin saying that. Um. <laughs> yeah, we we saved ourselves as well under the great. Okay, that's now true. It's a cold no, no, conversation. That's true. Yeah, that's let's concentrate true. on, but on food. I was say. And, and and not just the, yes. uh, not just food, but like the experience of sharing food and what 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 where I'm from, we call it the table. You know. Uh, sto, masa, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. like the, the experience <laughs> of sitting down at the table, which, uh, yes, it's 98% food, but 2% of like the cultural exchange and cultural significance and class significance, as we'll talk, of sharing a meal with each other, which I think is one of the greatest, yeah, exactly. most beautiful things. 
while at the same time being literally the simplest thing, getting nutrients into your body, but shared amongst uh, amongst your loved ones, respected ones, or in the case when I eat with the two of you, people that I just have to tolerate because <laughs> Jesus Christ, we have a podcast <laughs> together, uh, is, uh, is, you know, it's, it's, it's important. Like, yes, it's a, it's a soft topic, but it is a very important topic because you spend at least three hours a day on it. And if you cook, you spend, what, five hours a day just, you know, taking care of this sort of shit. So, yes, please. Uh, a parable, I guess, would be a, a way to ease into the, the, this topic would be, um, uh, I want you both to share, imagine, like, okay, imagine I, I'm going to invite you two, both of you, and then you guys invite us, whatever the fuck, uh, and you, the way, the food that you'd serve and how you would um, tell us to start eating. Uh, I will start with my absolute favorite dish of all time. Some people like it, some people might not. Um, it's something called khuzi. Um It is basically like a lamb shank that's uh, slow cooked over like five, six hours. It's absolutely delicious. Served on a bed of rice with nuts and all. It's absolutely, it's it's delicious, absolutely. Um, and it's, it can be heavier or light depending on on, on your mood. Absolutely my favorite food. I'd invite you guys over, and because you fuckers wouldn't stop talking and we wouldn't get to the food, I would yell at you, and I'd be like, hey guys, let's nitzakneb. Now, this Arabic word, which is, I think, only in Iraq, I don't think it's even an Arabic word, actually, but it's something only Iraqis say, and it, what it literally means is when you're frustrated with somebody and want them to eat, uh, it's like, the best translation would be, let's take part in the poison. That's what huh. it is. It's like, eat the yeah. fucking poison. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what that means. But we mean the food. So that's what I would tell you. It's Akhnab Samkhuzi. Anyway, um, wh- what about you guys? Let's see. I think if I were to to be invited to your humble abode, or if you were to come to mine, <laughs> I think I would have to serve, mm, let's do chili, because I want to prove Ooh, yes. to you people that white people sometimes do season their food and have <laughs> nice spice to it. I make a good, it- um, go ahead. Isn't chili like Mexican food? Uh, like chili and chili con carne? Isn't that? Isn't chili that? con carne, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if chili as a whole is a Mexican food. It's it's very popular in you're, places like Texas. It's what you would feed us. Come on. Yeah, don't, don't be a, a yeah, dick. Yeah, no, no, no. If you're limiting it to American food, I've, all I've got is like a burger, maybe. And that's not <laughs> not good. But, but, but um, no, it's very good. Fuck off. Burgers are great. It's very good. But a lot of people made burgers with like blue cheese and stuff. Yeah, that's very good. No, I'm saying burgers are good, but I can take burgers away from you as well because there's been <laughs> plenty of burgers before the you okay i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna go that all far. right fine i've got uh i've got hot pockets i've got lunchables those are those are <laughs> oh there cuisine. we go <laughs> what about a twinkie <laughs> <laughs> give me a twinkie <laughs> smoothies okay. smoothies these motherfuckers oh, invented Jesus smoothies Christ. these motherfuckers for oh, sure invented. I... yeah because you meant the, the no, thing that goes my and eats up all my fucking carrots <laughs> and fucking shit and, goes, oh and then somebody pat, uh, like hands it to me in my part of the world and says twenty dollars it's healthy. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> no, I like smoothies. Sorry, please continue, my friend. No. Have you the Have you the bzz was invented to get for the fucking the what's it called? The people arriving on what, what the fuck? What's the what's the immigrant island right Ellis outside island. New York that all the people Ellis uh, Island. Ellis Island, yeah. Everybody arriving on Ellis Island, they, they stick just pork intestines and whatever. It's like, like pork intestines <laughs> and like nails and yeah. like teeth from pork and. <laughs> There you go. But that's basic. <laughs> but no, that's basically Wurst. Like, all Wursts are basically that. Yeah. Most of it. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, sorry. Go, go on. on. Yes, anyway. I'm, I'm yes. I would uh, I would cook some uh, a nice pot of chili. I would use probably Ooh, yeah. ghost peppers because that gives a nice heat to it. Um, you guys like spicy food, right? Of course. Yeah, oh, okay, good. All right, because it's super spicy. Um, do that. Ground beef. You know, obviously all the, all the stuff that goes in chili. So... Peppers like Anaheim, uh, jalapeno, ghost pepper, uh, tomato, that sort of thing. A bunch of 
you know, chili seasonings. It's pretty straightforward stuff. But also important is a nice crusty loaf of bread for the side because yeah, that boy. is, I think, the best way to start eating chili is to tear off a piece of the bread, dip, dip. it in the chili, yeah. have that. Oh, it's so it's delicious. Chili's or great. if you want to go super super fancy with it, take those loaves of bread. One of us each each of us gets one of those loaves of bread, hollow it out, um, and then put the chili in uh, the bread bowl. That is yeah. so good. Oh my god. Sounds yeah, I've sick. seen that before. I've seen images of this stuff. I've never tried it. I've always wanted oh, to have a delicious. bread bowl. That sounds you would fucking like it. lit. I tried it oh twice. I think that's what we'll do for you. I when think you visit. I don't think there's a person that doesn't like chili. Like right, JT? Like, do you know a fellow uh, U.S. citizen that doesn't like? Kelsey's not big on chili, believe it or not. But oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> we we lost a oh, real no, one. No, 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 <laughs> no. no I, now I'm gonna be a dick and hope hopefully she's listening. But she is an immigrant. Of course, she cannot understand the real American <laughs> yeah. culture. How that can an immigrant yeah, understand this pure spits and grub too? Doesn't understand chili. <laughs> 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 You see proof that oh it is God. only natural, naturalized born <laughs> Americans that can understand true American culture. Exactly. These guys you come here and they're like, oh, it's a white, blue, and red. Uh, why isn't it the white, blue, and purple, motherfucker? But yeah, go on. Yeah. That's all I've got. That's that's my, <laughs> okay. I think, ideal meal to serve you guys. So, you Gopnik, what you got? Sounds fantastic. Like, I, I can go full cheat code, and I know both of you could have gone full cheat code and, like... Uh, enumerate like 20 different things that you would put on the table because where, where where i'm from because that's what it would be actually yeah where i'm from it's <laughs> yeah. like uh, like we're about quality but we're big time about quantity as well so if there, there, there yeah. cannot be a like loose little hole except the holes in between plates when it comes to filling up the table especially when uh, when people are like officially coming over to your place for uh, for pr- a proper meal not just a random like modern definition of a party or whatever when it's for a proper meal or when it's a proper family gathering etc etc it goes from one end of the table to the other we'll discuss this later but i think this is kind of the case in, in most cultures i just think that uh, you know we really take it to the fucking to the next level <laughs> uh, but okay so if i had to pick like one particular thing uh that i would serve you uh, i don't think i would be able to pick because the, the, the specific way that barbecue is prepared and not not barbecue can't call it barbecue we just call it scara we call it stuff that is made on the barbecue but because of the insanely long history of uh animal husbandry is that what it's called where i'm from mm-hmm. and the ability and the, just the geographical region having these ideal perfect four seasons allows us to uh, to uh, have all of our animals at like absolute 100% peak health, which leads to to food that, yes, we season it, but that is so rich in taste that you would not even necessarily need to season it. But still, it, all of you experienced meats, et cetera, et cetera. So in order to properly like introduce you to my part of the world, uh, I would serve you something that also like probably exists in the Arab world, in the Turkish world for sure. Uh, which is uh, stuffed peppers. It doesn't sound like much, but it actually takes five, six hours minimum to prepare properly. Uh, And it's uh, literally Google stuffed peppers. I cannot explain it properly, but it is not just a pepper like an organic pepper. It's like uh, it's all cooked. There's minced meat, onion, spices, uh, rice, uh, mm. yeah, yeah, and then it's stuffed inside of uh, inside of a dried, usually uh, slash cooked, whatever. But it, necessary for it not to contain water inside of it. Uh, pepper, and it's usually made the stuffed peppers, and pe- in parallel 
since you were like, okay, I'm going to be making this for a long time. You also make sarma, which is basically the same thing, in my opinion, a bit tastier, but it's wrapped in, in um, the, how do I say this in English? The leaves of, uh, the tr- of, of grape trees, of wine trees, you know? What kind and of, they're yeah, super yeah, tiny. Boy. They're like a one-bite experience. <laughs> okay, yeah, and then you have that on this big plate and everybody grabs their own uh, yeah, paprika man. and then their own uh, sarma. And then uh, the, depending on how on your taste, usually I love it, you take a bunch of um, sour milk or... You guys call it yogurt, Greek uh-huh. yogurt, maybe you would call it. Uh-huh. You drop yeah. it on top because it's gonna be super fucking hot, and then the the, the milk is gonna get it a bit a bit chiller. You mix it up, you cut it up with the with the paprika, and it just creates such an original taste, which is so incredibly filling. Uh, and the reason why I picked it out of the ten thousand foods that I could present is because it is as simple as meat, rice, paprika, or meat, rice. Uh, wine leaf and yet Mm. if it's done properly and made not too greasy not uh, not greasy enough it creates such a taste (laughs) explosion that like uh, I've been to restaurants where like you know you have to pay half of your fucking salary and to eat one meal and they're not even like 10,000 kilometers close to what a random uh, grandma can cook up uh, in her stove built by, uh, I don't know, the, the Soviets or the Yugoslavs in 1957, you know? <laughs> <laughs> mm. So yes, paprika and sarma, big time. Absolutely amazing choices. I was going to say this leads really well into, into our point, the next point, which is um, the idea of, of, of food culture or basically the idea of national cuisine. Um, and how really, if you if you look into the history of, of it all, there is no such thing. Yeah. Of course, the, the mm-hmm. idea of modern nation states is, is a this is um, something that came after most food cultures already took place. For the most part, there's certain foods that coalesced around different. The United States being one of those, for example, because it's a nation of immigrants. Except you know, not the brown ones. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the darker ones came against the will. The brown ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, uh, the United States is an interesting uh, interesting. Um, uh, exemption, I guess you could say. Even then, not really. But most countries that formed organically, quote unquote, organically, um, have certain food culture uh, that is basically not only specific to that area, to that country, but usually much um, more prevalent in the areas around. And if you take a look at it, it exists in the spectrum um, across uh, the area. I'll, I'll give an example. It's so regional as exactly fuck. What I yeah. mean. Go on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, you see this um, slow transition. I'll give a good idea, a good example. If you were to sta- start from Lebanon and then just go east, so Lebanon through Syria and Jordan into Iraq, Iran, uh, and then to Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India, you'll see that all these countries have fairly similar cuisines on the base of it. A lot of us eat. We have uh, either bread-based or rice-based dishes. We have lots of stews. Um, the stew composition is usually very similar to each other. The spices that we use are usually very similar to each other. Each individual area has one spice that's special, more special to it. For example, the Persians like to use a lot more um, uh, saffron, for example. Uh, 
while in other places it could be different things, the Xiaomi people, Lebanese and whatnot, love to use pomegranate everything <laughs> <laughs> instead. Um, but uh, the, the base is very similar. An interesting uh, um, perspective is spice. When you go from Lebanese food, which is not very spicy, um, and into Syrian and Iraqi food, again, not very spicy. It's very well seasoned, all of it, but none of it's very hot, right? Um, you go into Iran, if in the eastern parts of Iran, you start encountering mm-hmm. small amounts of heat. You go into Afghanistan, you start seeing actual spice, actual chilies being used. Then you enter into Pakistan, India, where you see a lot more of it being used. And this gradient exists, right? Um, and, of course, the uh, reason that this exists is for the same reason that uh, pretty much every other a- uh, aspect of culture exists, because of trade routes, because of intermarriage. Geography. Um, yeah, exactly. And one example I would like to link in as uh, the concrete example within this very podcast is the similarities of the food I eat and the similarities of the food that Yugopnik eats. Yep. Um, whenever, <laughs> you guys have probably noticed <laughs> on this podcast, whenever he mentions a food or I mention a food, <laughs> both of us immediately yeah. recognize, and JC is just in a corner. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck these people are talking I, I, about. I feel, like, I feel like we're like ripping people off because we told them this is a ultra international podcast with people from three <laughs> corners of the world but not it's from two corners of the world let's be honest <laughs> you know, i'm starting to get, get, oh get what God. i'm saying but no no uh, yeah. Uh, it's from one corner of the world because yeah. the world shall be united yeah, one day yeah, yeah. under the great flag of class unit. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now people are going to be like, oh, so you want to imperialism this drink? I really should stop. Hakim, please take him yeah. back. Take take him back. I'm, take him out of I my walls. Sleep, okay. no. I am sleeping like a baby. I'm sorry. You can keep it. Give him to JT next. <laughs> no, <laughs> <He needs> please. <laughs> But yeah, only in America, to, um, they don't have to. Sl- liberals don't sleep in walls. There, they're literally your neighbors. Okay, over yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> That took me a second. But yeah, um, and of course, other examples. I remember I went to a a, um, Uzbeki restaurant once um, in a different place. And I was just, I was very uh, struck by the, how, how Arab almost the food was, but they used a lot more potato. Which is more relevant to their particular, you know, especially the proximity to to to, to Russia, and um, if you're familiar with Russia, Soviet agriculture, blah blah blah. But that was just something very interesting to know. Anyways, my point being is that um, uh, the fact that uh, Yugopnik and I grew up eating very similar foods, despite the fact that almost everything else is different. You know, we come from different religions, different uh, cultures overall, different uh, ethnic. Uh, groupings, different languages, etc. Um, food is very interesting in that um, the food that we ate was uh, related. And also, another thing that um, is interesting to notice is that the food that's usually eaten, the, the, the most popular dishes, aren't the dishes of the wealthy people across uh, the different time periods. Uh, the foods that are usually most commonly eaten are those of, well, working class people, the common people. Um, as a perfect example is this, the uh, This uh, you called it. You call it set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an example, um, it is literally the leaf of a fucking tree you have in your garden or a bush, more like, um, and some rice that you have left over. And if you can get some bits of animal fat or, or even a bit of meat, you just stuff it in. And then there you go. You have an absolutely delicious meal that the wealthiest people wouldn't ever look at because, oh, this shit is fucking common people food. Oh. You can actually find this. You don't need to go diving fucking six kilometers into the Mariana's, Tren- Mariana's Trench to find this shit. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was wondering, could you guys give me examples of uh, certain foods that are, well, yeah, like the, the very uh, working class, or not working class, but like common commoner people food from the place you come from? Uh, JT would be more interesting, actually, because you're American. I'm wondering what there is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, either one of you go on. Well, there are actually a, a bunch of examples in the U.S., and uh, one of the famous ones is a po' boy in New Orleans, which has since spread to a lot of other places. 
So the name Poe Boy literally comes from poor boy. Um, so this was in 19, I think sometime in the 1920s, a couple of streetcar conductors started making these sandwiches for railway employees when they went on strike. Um, and they originally called the strikers themselves poor boys, and somehow the name just kind of stuck for the sandwich. So it's like it's like the food that comes to mind when you think of New Orleans, uh, either that or um, beignets or muffaletta. Um, actually, the muffaletta is a, a really good example of immigrant cuisine enriching American culture. It was um, supposedly invented by Sicilian immigrants in New Orleans around 1900 or so, 1906, I think. Um, and if you haven't had a muffaletta, you should absolutely try one. Um, it's a sandwich on a circular bun or loaf. Uh, not not really a bun because it's, it's you know a proper piece of bread, not like a hamburger bun. Um, and it's stuffed with olive salad and assorted meats and cheeses. And it was originally intended as a kind of a celebratory meal during Mardi Gras um, before Lent where people have to give up certain foods for a while. And that's why it's popular. It's got all that good stuff you're supposed to give up for Lent. Um, so really, to me, New Orleans is a perfect example of immigrant culture uh, and, and the poorer culture, or not poorer culture, you know what I mean, the lower uh, mm. income food kind of melding with local culture to create something um, beautiful and better than the sum of its parts. And Cajun cuisine, for example, is some of the best food in the world, in my opinion. But there are tons of examples of this. Like here in Texas, uh, Mexican food, is it's it's amazing. It's the working class food around here. Like there are taco trucks all over the place. There you can find like mm-hmm. a, a little hole-in-the-wall Mexican place. It's going to have some of the best food you can get. And people mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. Dallas will, will try to make a fancy version of a, of a Mexican restaurant and charge like, you know, $20 a plate. And it's just garbage compared to the any but hole in the Indian, wall Mexican Japanese Mexican fusion JT please <laughs> yeah. all right run by yeah. some guy named Kyle <laughs> uh, g- give me authentic Mexican street food any day of the week over whatever fancy slop these people put out but yeah absolutely the the food of the working class is more often than not it's more wholesome it's 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 filling it's satisfying and it's something that people gather to share and not like you mm. know dress up in a tuxedo to go have at a restaurant mm. I wouldn't really have much to add except for like something that might be kind of prevalent wherever you go, uh, but not a lot of people notice it because I guess not a lot of people interact with vastly different income brackets. I have the privilege or disprivilege of uh, on a basically (laughs) daily basis being able to interact with old money, new money, and, you know, people with no money. And what I notice <laughs> when it comes to food culture is that a lot of new money people that have managed to, you know, we all know how capitalism works, so it's not necessarily only with their own two hands or blah, 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 blah. But let's say people who have not inherited uh, too much wealth from, uh, from their parents and they managed to build something up. Uh, are this new money cu- cultural class, if I can call it that, which uh, was never um, introduced to the world of uh, posh cuisine, posh dressing, posh uh, way of life. You know, these dudes played soccer with us when they were growing up. They 
ate the same type of food, they drank the same type of booze, they listened to the similar type of music, they didn't go horse riding, they didn't play polo, etc., etc. So why am I talking about this? Because at one point, they made a lot of money, and then they started being allowed into these uh, new uh, higher echelons of society, which uh, now gave them their time, because let's be honest, old money is kind of running out as it always does. It eats its own children. So they uh, they need a new influx of new cash. So they have to interact with the so-called new bourgeois, which they don't really respect, but they have to interact with because they need their money, be it as investors, be it as, uh, as you know, uh, a social class that they interact with in order to upkeep their own status because, you know, the new money people end up having sometimes even more money with, than them. But what the new money people have have uh, realized to one extent or the other is that they don't like the shit that the ultra-wealthy like. As I said, he kicked a ball. He didn't ride a horse and hit a ball with a large wooden stick. And he was raised on the sarmaz and uh, uh, paprika, uh, the punyana paprika that they talked about previously, etc., etc., and, and the redneck, fat-filled fucking uh, meat that was uh, grilled right in front of him in his like five-square-meter yard when he was a kid. So no matter how much they want, and for a very long time I feel like they really wanted to integrate into old money society, I can really see how they are kind of pissed off about just how non-integratable they can be in it. So what I've noticed is, yes, there is the working class food, and then there is extremely posh, expensive food that's usually just simulated to be perceived as expensive through advertising and so on than actually being expensive because it takes a lot of money to create it. But the only thing I wanted to add to the conversation is that there seems to be a new buildup of a of a new, what I could call, I don't know, a, a food culture class where it is the wealthy reappropriating poor people food in order to yeah. say, yes, we're the wealthy, but we're not like the bad wealthy. I will drink rakia <laughs> with you. I love burgers. I will, uh, you know, use my hands to dip the hummus, you know, and it's 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 this whole new movement that which I I cannot necessarily shit on because yes they're the enemy class the bourgeois etc cetera, etc cetera, but at least they have stopped uh, thinking that they are also culturally superior you know they went and they saw the old school bourgeois and they said okay we are superior because we're smarter than these motherfuckers and we can make more money which is what every rich person thinks like but there's there's a switch in which people are like okay yes we're smarter than these peasants but uh, maybe the peasants have it figured out when it comes to how to cook a nice fucking steak you know Mm. So, yeah, that, that's how I wanted to contribute to the conversation, the specific type of conversation, because I found it very fascinating. And I'm pretty sure that everybody in their own environment can find uh, these types of people also growing. Because people, it kind of teaches us that posh food, nobody really, really liked. They were just pretending to like it because that's what other posh people are liking. But now, like, new money rich are like, I don't want to <laughs> pretend anymore, dude. I want the actual food. And and it's a little switch, which is very interesting. 
Uh, actually, an interesting point to to add on to that, um, like pulling back on the on your point a bit, which is the um, the point on uh, scarcity in relation to the food of the ruling class, or usually the incredibly wealthy, uh, and how it's based mostly on not uh, objective factors mm-hmm. like taste or texture or something like that. It's based on base only, almost solely. Uh, how difficult is it to acquire? How difficult is it to prepare? How skilled does the person need to be in order to prepare it correctly? Um, all of it just to reflect wealth, yeah. right? Um, like in, I know, I know in, in some countries there are certain traditions where if you're to pop one champagne bottle, you're supposed to pop two and pour one down the drain to oh, to show off how oh, how wealthy you are. I think I think they do this in some parts of Europe, um, at least amongst like really uh, what's called. Um, uh, upper class people. Another thing is, and this is a modern example. Back in the day, it used to be lobster, which was the thing. But especially in Western Europe, Northwestern Europe, and the United States, uh, it was a poor people food, and then became a rich person food because of reasons. Uh, and a modern example is uh, black caviar, which for the longest time has been oh simple of the old bourgeoisie and all that bullshit. Until the you know uh, big dick Chinese came into the picture, and they're like, you know what, uh, we can mass produce this basically. And now you see the economists and Bloomberg going like, oh fucking China's killing. <laughs> The fucking exactly. caviar industry because it's making it accessible to poor people. Um, and in so parts yeah, of Russia, a, my, my Russian friends in parts yeah. of Russia where it, they would lived really close to where caviar was made, and and then they you know went abroad to study. They literally tell me it was a culture shock. Like people would like spend what like three hundred, four hundred bucks for a little box of caviar. What the fuck? Like I literally just had caviar for breakfast. Like it was like whatever. So again, goes towards the point that uh, yes, geography, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but a lot of the marketing that you hear that it's uh, extremely rare or, or difficult to get is usually just completely made up. It takes as much money to fill up a truck with caviar from. Uh, from a region where it's made as it costs to fill it up with chickens, <laughs> respectfully. Yes, uh, I want to actually give another interesting um, perspective. And this is a bit like, this is kind of half in jest, but also I just find the, the story funny and, uh, and interesting. Um, but uh, sometimes there are certain foods that you're like, hey, this is uh, this has to be, you know, uh, like from this area, you, it, like the country that you're from. And why would it have a connection to this other culture? It's so far away. Um, but hey, things happen. I'll give an example. Uh, I think most people are aware of the fucking the IKEA uh, meatball, Swedish meatball thing, <laughs> Ikea, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I- Ikea, Ikea, what the fuck? I don't care. I prefer their hot dogs. <laughs> I go there for the hot dogs. There's like 30 I, I, cent hot dogs. I've I don't know. Been, so. they, they have hot mm. dogs. And they're actually horrible, but they're hot dogs. Like all hot dogs are horrible. And it's actually good. I, I, yeah, sorry. Please go on. But yeah, Ikea hot dogs, try them. Don't do the meatballs. Go where you have to stand and they sell hot dogs. They literally cost, I don't know, like 20 <laughs> cents, like a realistic price of hot dog. And it's, they're, they're good. Yeah. Uh, Ikea sponsor this anyway. spot. I'm kidding. We do not take sponsors. <laughs> yes, please go on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, what I was saying is um, the idea of, oh, Swedish meatballs, it's the Swedish thing. It's the image of fucking Sweden. What is What else is Sweden known for? Fucking matches? I don't know. I think I think <laughs> matches. Matches and TNT. Those are Swedish inventions. Suicide. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> but anyways, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the entire thing is actually, it's a fucking meme. It's a facade. Uh, Swedish meatballs aren't Swedish. They're Turkish. Um, the Swedish king got a bit of an ego. I mean, like Swedes. Uh, they had a period called, I think, the Great Power Period. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but they wanted to play at being an empire. Uh, they went and fucked with the Polish, and, and they went and fucked with Russia a bit, and they were defeated in Pol- Poltava, which is in Ukraine, um, on the Ukraine. And uh, the Swedish out. king and his army 
Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> and the Swedish king uh, and his army basically fled to what was the Ottoman Empire. Uh, and these people were supposed to stay for a couple of days, but they were like, fuck Sweden. And they stayed for like years. <laughs> good, with, uh, good weather and good food and everything, right? Uh, they're like, yeah, fuck this. We're not going back. So basically, they had to be kicked out. But when they came back to Sweden, they brought um, two things with them. They brought coffee. And they brought the Swedish meatballs, which are kufta, Just which that, basically that, every that. yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So everybody, everybody in the every everybody in the podcast minus JT knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's a bit of <laughs> mince meat that you put seasoning on, and then put uh, cut up onions, and then you form it into basically like a little patty, almost like a meatball, uh, and then you grill it or you fry it, or you can even throw it in soups if you want. Uh, but they, but they had to, like, they had to go yeah. full Scandinavian. They had to make it into a perfect yeah. ball, and they call it a meatball. Yeah. A chufte, a chufte is is not a perfect ball, but they they had to make yeah. it like ah yeah. Sorry, I get it. It's angry. like almost yeah. like it's it's like, 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 a, like it's like a, you take a ball you take a ball and you flatten it yeah. a bit, so it's a bit like it's you know a it's tiny wide. Burger. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's supposed to be. To, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. tiny burger, but they made it into a ball. Yeah, it's delicious. It is, but why yeah. make and it into a ball? Made into a ball, and they I mean, they made t- made into a ball, and they took out all the seasoning. Um. <laughs> Ah, but they put the sauce on top, um, at least. But yeah, continue, continue. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, but yes, uh, th- this is a, an example of something that is basically uh, it, it defines a nation almost in its cuisine. But it's it came from basically the other side of the globe. Um, and there are many more interesting examples. Uh, can of I this. can I uh, do a super controversial one? It will take me fifteen seconds. Go ahead, go ahead. Super Please, controversial. Go ahead. I, I I've researched it. I watched it in a very good documentary, and it was made by this incredible chef. Uh, and I think he knew what he was talking about. And then I Googled it later and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but like South American people lose their mind when this is mentioned. Uh, tacos. Uh, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern people migrated to yeah. South America and they couldn't make duners. So they used whatever they could find <laughs> and they created a taco. I am sorry. Um, com- but I'm, it it, it you know, did not get bored really? in South America. Uh, yes, uh, but no, a uh, gyros in Greece, a duner in, in uh, usually the Muslim world, Turkey if I or, need to generalize because yeah. it goes from Turkey to over the like Arab states to like uh, uh, Persian states, etc., etc. All those three, the taco, the, the, the gyros, which is Greek, and, and the duner, at the end of the day, are the same thing, but they use vastly different, uh, what do you call it, ingredients, ingredients. And from everything that I've learned, be it from that documentary or from what I've read, uh, it was, but that's so beautiful. There are migrants that went from the Middle East yeah. over to South America. They felt homesick. I think it was specifically the Lebanese from the conversation. They felt homesick, so they wanted to make the, the food from home. But they made the bread, the pita or whatever, from, from a different uh, quote-unquote material. And then they had the, what they could afford now as immigrants in this new country to put inside of the the new version of the of the duner slash gyros and they created the taco but i know before you all like all south americans in comments are going to be like yes that's why we call this the lebanese taco the taco is actually from like ancient this and that this is what i know don't 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 attack me and it's actually not something <laughs> you should be like you should be again it's such a beautiful story of two uh from a modern perspective you know of ultra catholic south america and these and um muslim middle east coming together such far away points on the globe and creating a food which 
today is one of the most recognizable, uh, most tasty and most celebrated uh, pieces of uh, cuisine on planet Earth. And kind of shows, now for cliche mode, you got Nick, it shows what we can do when we band together. Oh, okay, my dick literally <laughs> fell off saying that, but mm. you get my point. But also an interesting thing to add, this is... Um, uh, uh, with the mixing of, of cultures and all that, that's not also to take away from the native cultures of, of that. And you think oh, I'm trying course. to do this, of course. Ah, yeah, the liberals went back to your walls. Yeah, yeah. The liberals yeah, went yeah, back to your walls. Yeah, see, 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 exactly. <laughs> but yeah, nobody's, nobody's detracting from the, of course, the, the uh, yeah. Um, in fact, the very no, concept, but a liberal brain would die in that conversation. Uh, because, you know why? Because a liberal brain would be like, okay, so they are attacking the native culture of South America. But they're saying that Muslims created this. So if I say they didn't, I would be attacking Muslims. And like in the liberal framework, I think their, their brain would fry. Like, okay, if I say it's the <laughs> natives, then the Muslims did a fucked up thing. Or if I say it's the Muslims, then the natives did a fucked up thing. And they, they would just <laughs> yeah. uh, combust back on and, themselves. And- you want to know the funniest part is that most of those Lebanese immigrants into Latin America, I think, were of, of Maronite or Christian origin, um, so either Greek, Catholic, or otherwise. Oh, you, oh, uh, but you just allowed them. Which would blow a no, no, they win. Which would blow a no, no, no. This would blow a liberal's brains. That would be like, what? <laughs> a, a, a Christian Arab? <laughs> I was like, no. You, you guys are supposed to be hook up, hook up, hook up. You're not. You're not don't, supposed don't to be civilized. You know, don't you know that uh, the trend? Uh, you guys don't have TikTok, but the trend is uh, a guy goes around on people's live streams and says, uh, "Lovely video. Are you Muslim?" And usually it's Americans. And you know what they reply with? They're like, "Oh, thank you very much." Uh, no, no, I'm white. Or like, no, no, I'm Mexican. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm German, actually. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm Chinese. <laughs> so oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. Fine. Anyway, back back to the topic at hand. Thank you for that beautiful tangent uh, you opening. <laughs> but uh, um, another interesting aspect is um, also the... Uh, uh, like this is getting more, I guess, technical. But the dietary choices. I I, I looked up a bit of research on uh, ideology and and food choices. And unsurprisingly, the vast majority of um, food choices people make are across class lines, like most things. Uh, and poor people usually usually tend to have, first of all, low, less uh, fewer restrictions um, mm. with uh, which uh, foods they eat, uh, as well as um, uh, usually more unhealthy food. Meanwhile, people who are of wealthier background, particularly depending on the level of education of the mother, which is an interesting point, um, tend to eat uh, "quote unquote" healthier food, more nutritious food, as well as have, tend to have more restrictions on what kind of food is eaten. Um, but uh, there was some interesting research that I, I wish to get both your opinions on, which was. The, they try to look at people's political views and certain statements, right, about um, uh, things regarding food. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, quote the small part. Uh, only 73 percent, so a majority, but still a, a strange number. Only seventy three percent of Americans support, and I quote: "Guarantee to, to, to guarantee a safe food supply to shut down any company found guilty of producing unsafe food." With the rest thinking there should be less government intervention in food safety. <laughs> Oh, JT, can well, you please give us a little insight into this American brain rot? Yeah, that's a, I, I do think that's fairly uniquely American, the hatred of the government to that extent. Like, you eat food regardless of who your favorite politicians are. It's like, no. you, you will only benefit have... from being provided safe food. <laughs> 
<laughs> if it doesn't have several million E. coli uh, colonies in it, I will not eat it. Oh, God. <laughs> if I'm not shedding blood, <laughs> I will not eat there, this you food. Fucking, you just bought a fucking cheese that's like one month expired. <laughs> <laughs> and then you tell you in the supermarket you open it up and it's fucking gangrene up in that motherfucker oh, it smells yeah, oh like a God. corpse and you're like fuck oh, I gotta God. fuck up the state I gotta eat this whole fucking thing like you're bleeding out of your fucking eyes you're like fuck the state bro fuck the state oh. <laughs> I know somebody. JT, could you please comment on this? Sorry, sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, I'm just, I, I'm just flabbergasted here. It's like, I, I mean, I get it. I understand who these people are that are saying these things, but like, it's food. Like, you want to eat safe food? Just let them have that one victory. <laughs> no, you're some. Are you some kind of liberal? <laughs> this is, this is, this is, a, this is a, a red state, not the good kind of red. Right. Yeah. And here we we don't believe in food safety. <laughs> The right to bear puking Cheese every needs to time be- I go to a restaurant. I want to drink my unpasteurized milk. Oh god! Cheese needs to be green and liquid. Oh, god. <laughs> I only drink my milk frothy. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I knew a guy who worked at a um, what's it called? Who worked in a uh, a restaurant in the U.S. Um, and he told me that uh, w- the restaurant he worked in, they had like an underground basement area for where they kept the, uh, all their food stock, basically. Uh-huh. And uh, one time they ha- there was um, uh, the, the sewer system flooded, right, oh, from the no. toilets and everything, right? So basically toilet water and pro- possibly other things ended up flooding this entire area with all these foodstuffs. And on paper, they're supposed to throw it out, get rid of all their stock and, you know, get new stuff, yeah. which th- they quote unquote did with, you know, signing some papers, but they never actually moved the shit out. They moved it out, had inspection come and then put the old shit back in. Um, and then they started just fucking serving food again. Like, oh like, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, they gave I, us extra five bucks uh, whenever a food expired on the same day. I mean, it's not as awful, but in a U.S. restaurant that I worked in and I worked in a few the if a food like uh, a already pre-prepared meal was about to expire on the same day and it was already night shift and they would have to throw it out and we would have you know at least the restaurant fed us you know two three times a day i mean you make food at least you can give us this uh but if you wanted like extra five bucks uh for your day sh- for your whole shift for the day uh, you you could eat the like now expired meal, so they don't have to make an additional meal. But yeah, so that's uh th- th- that's an interesting point on food safety. They had a, b- a bunch of other shit like oh fucking corn subsidies. And I was like okay, this is too American for my ass. I'm sorry, <laughs> I have fucking corn pump- subsidies. I don't know how they do. It. Like I, I'm really impressed by everybody that works in kitchens, restaurants, like meat plants, fucking agriculture. I don't know about you guys' opinion, but to me, like just maintaining all the stats for everything non-fucking-stop so that you know that it doesn't go bad is insanely complicated. We can't plan the economy, all right? <laughs> this, it's an impossibility. The market needs to take care of all of, uh, of all of it, okay? Ignore the fact that all these people are clearly planning shit. No, 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 okay? The market's supposed to decide that fucking pig's feet. Motherfuckers <laughs> 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 told me to... Motherfucker stole my job. That's exactly what I was going for. No, I'm not kidding. Not motherfucker stole my job. Motherfucker thinks exactly like me. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Yeah, I'm, just, okay. I'm, I'm hitting my, my sweaty, hairy chest right now and like pointing mm, towards yes, the mic. Yes. Like, I see you, bro. I see you, bro. I, 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 I'm rubbing. I'm rubbing mine, pretending it's your. Oh my god, no, that's too much. That's too much. JT, I will sue. Like what? if he keeps doing this, I will sue. Okay, uh, I'm kidding. Let me, let me, let me sexually harass you. What's the issue? <laughs> oh, 
let me let me steadily lower my hand down your. your You're joking, the, the but my partner back. is listening to this, and she will. Oh, I'm find so you. sorry. She she is from oh, the Balkans. So she does not do lawsuits. What do you think? She's from fucking Berlin. <laughs> she will find you, and she will. All right, all right. Uh, cut off all of your uh, uh, man hair because that's why I love you so much. Mm. Mm, yes, yes. All right, ba- okay, back yes, back on, on track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, so Marxism, great idea. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the at, at one of the research papers that I was reading, uh, a lot of it's very boring fucking research. It's like, oh, fucking poor uh, class families ate lo- higher fat content milk. Yeah. <laughs> very stupid shit, right? But um, the uh, one interesting sentence that stood out to me is um, in one of the conclusions they said uh, developing skills like mothers, particularly of different families and parents in general need to start developing skills to resist pressures from children and to control children's food intake i just thought <laughs> skills to resist pressures from children what? was funny to me. <laughs> the idea is like oh your kid really wants some sweets or some shit some shit that's unhealthy to them and then eventually they like beat you down they uh, they don't physically beat you down but <laughs> they're cute and you love them and then they're like and they're like okay fine you can have the stupid yeah. chocolate or whatever right just being a parent like you, you know you have to balance out the happiness of the child yes. and it like doing cocaine off of your fucking crotch like it's, it's <laughs> you know, you gotta... oh my god oh jesus christ like, oh, yeah, fuck. oh, oh i am i am suffering from uh, from child-induced anxiety uh sir uh, you you gave your child crack but, but no but it's it's <laughs> you know I, you, no, my my wife just gave birth, and you know it's 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 really difficult. Sir, your child is four years old, but no, you know you don't understand how difficult it is to be a parent nowadays. <laughs> Sir, your child <laughs> is shaking on the ground, overdosed on crack cocaine. It's, I, <laughs> being a parent oh is now going to become a fucking okay. I'm going to sound like a. What? Please go on. Yeah, I, I don't want to go there. Yeah. No, no, I, I completely. The, the, the fucking the age of TikTok. Jesus Christ! God forbid you have kids now. Fuck. I mean, sorry. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 I love but. the new generation. It's fucking awesome. It's us. Like it's yeah, yeah, mid yeah, generation course, trying to pretend but. like they're them. So we're overdoing it. Like overinflating. Uh, whole episode could be done. Yeah, no, I, I just, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. The TLDR, my point is like, oh, self image issues, blah, exactly. blah, blah, yeah, fucking yeah. bullshit. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, back on track. Another interesting point that I found was um, uh, hyper masculinity or like quote unquote toxic masculinity um, and materialism are two factors, the largest factors that lead to worse food choices, uh, particularly health wise. And being more egalitarian in your politics means you have healthier choices, which is, of course, I mean, you can probably align these more with higher education. Like, mm-hmm. The fucking thing gets nuanced yeah. and boring. But I just found it funny that the quote unquote hyper masculinity and the questions they had it was like, oh, <laughs> women should listen to me and shit like this. And this and fucking, it was like, yeah. it was like, sometimes you need to yell at your wife. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was rough. But it, it is a, oh, my God. But it, like, it is funny, but it is mm. kind of massive. Like, we mm. give shit to vegans and vegetarians all the time, et cetera, et cetera. I personally respect them and their choice. But, like, the, the the idea that uh, you know just eating meat twenty four seven is the masculine thing to do. Yeah, well, yeah. you know the salad and eating just... grass is like you are a sheep, you are not a real man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think this is like present in like one hundred percent of world's cultures. Maybe not in some native cultures, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, where they you know still are relatively connected to Mother Earth. 
but but for everyone else it's just uh being like i don't know i can speak for about my part of the world uh, telling like i was a vegetarian for five almost six years telling people your veg was a fucking nightmare man like and you would <laughs> always hear the same like the conversation would repeat on on loops you know i i felt like i'm in groundhog day every time somebody would realize <laughs> i'm vegetarian i never brought it up that's that's kind of a meme everybody's like oh uh, you don't have to guess a vegan or a vegetarian they're gonna bring it up yeah. no it's always some dude like staring at what you just ordered and they realize that you didn't order meat for any of your meals and they bring it up and then you comment on it and then they ask why and then if you say for health reasons they go into how oh, you're not getting enough protein or if you go into for moral reasons they start going like oh an animal is not a human and you can kill it and eat it etc etc and and then it's super Super annoying, but I'm going into a convoluted conversation that again would require probably a whole episode. But uh, <laughs> but the the, the 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 how do I say this? Connecting certain types of food to being traditionally masculine and traditionally feminine is this like very old school patriarchal fucking notion, which is it's very interesting because it is so embedded into society that even applies to food. Like there's man food, and then there's I'm going to say it the way the bigoted people are saying it, liberal. There's the bitch food, you know? It, it's fucking <laughs> insane. I don't know. Have you guys experienced yeah. shit like uh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Go on, I mean, JTIV. Yeah, yeah I, like it's the same thing with alcohol. Like there's man's drink and there's woman's drink. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> a very just weird, outdated notion of, uh, whiskey on the rocks or yeah. whatever the fucking people drink. <laughs> yeah. And then you come over here. Can you tell I don't drink? Whiskey on the rocks guy comes to my part of the world and they're like, you're putting ice, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just imagine that thinking that eating a particular food over another type of food makes you any more of a man. That's. Are you surprised that this, whole tiny this is, is the demographic that... This, this is the demographic that thinks uh, cleaning your ass is gay. This yeah. is this, this is the demographic <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. Are you are you genuinely surprised? <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say something. Something very interesting is uh, all these people are like oh fucking oh you to be a man you oh meat eating blah, blah, all that bullshit. Um, this is a consequence not of being a man. This is a consequence of industrialization um, and increased you know like uh, what's it called industrial farming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. For the vast majority of humanity, we ate almost entirely vegetarian diets. Uh, meat was an incredibly rare treat. You had it once a month, maybe, maybe that's a and that's a big maybe. Right. Um, of course, the wealthiest fucking uh, like yeah, kings and shit. Yeah, they would have a lot of meat. That's, that's why uh, gout uh, is called fucking king's disease. Gout, but okay, what is gout? Uh, gout is gout is a dis- gout is basically huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a disease that affects joints. The most common joint affected is the big toe, um, and uh, it's basically yeah, deposition, a crystalline deposition, and it, yeah, it causes. It's apparently very, very painful. Anyways. But yeah, yeah uh, thank you for the, for that addition for sure. But uh, uh, the the thing is, of course, like we mentioned, the idea of like oh meat and blah blah. blah. Yeah, you're wrong. The vast majority, all the fucking great quote unquote great heroes that these people probably look up to had probably for the most time, for the most part, uh, pretty much vegetarian diets. It's not the uh, you know, and then fucking to tie your masculinity, which is apparently so fragile that you have to eat you know a, a first a certain uh, uh, source of protein is just yeah. fucking stupid. All right, guys, I have I have a thing. If you go into the document, um, there is a uh, a link and it says don't open this link till we're and recording. I didn't. I so didn't. please d- see. Yeah, you're a good boy. I don't believe uh, JT. I believe what? JT was a little sneaky boy. I'm not a sneaky and, boy. And, I'm an honest boy. You, you, you can open document <laughs> history. Okay, I have not, not opened it. You can open document history okay. and see everything somebody did in a, in a document. Just no. FYI. 
Now, please go and 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 view the, the click on the link. Okay. Now you see an image before you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is from a Wikipedia article titled "Social Class Differences in Food Consumption." This particular image that you see is titled "File Family Eating Lunch JPEG." It is the weirdest <laughs> fucking image. Oh it's an African American family with two kids. That I think it's one kid that they just photoshopped Dude, they over. The Are they? They tweets? cloned the kid, and it's not. Oh, black people look the same. They cloned the motherfucking kid, or it's a twin, oh. obviously. But yeah, I I know, but this is like un- the weird fucking angle. The kid doesn't look it, it, real. It is no. Look look how he's holding his hand over no. the utensils, no. like the flat palm no. of it. <laughs> Not only this, first of all, if you don't actually pay attention, it looks like he's sticking his hand into the salad. And if you're wondering what picture we're talking about, it's the thumbnail of the episode. That's the one we're talking about. But But I'm I'm fascinated by by uh, by Homie's hairline. Like, look at it is impressive. Like, at one point, you're just going to shave it off. I've got the biggest fucking brain on planet Earth, or that hairline is receding more than uh, Jesus opening up, uh, Moses opening up the sea right in the motherfucking middle. But you fell asleep at some point and it didn't continue opening up. It's like in the middle of his head. Fab, just shave the fucking thing. Oh my God. He would, if you, okay, put your thumb over his hair and then you yeah, can get an yeah. image of what he'd look like bald. He's a good looking guy. Uh-huh. Why? Just shave that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> just now look at the fucking dad with hair. Both of the kids stuff. are staring directly at the, at the mom because they're terrified <laughs> of their dad's fucking hairline, bro. This shit hypnotizes oh the God. shit out of you. It, uh, it, that, 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 that hairline is so small that the, the skin uh, is so big that it has its own fucking gravity. You look at that shit, you get fucking oh zoomed God. in as if you were a fucking skin magnet, motherfucker. Oh like, <laughs> <laughs> What's weird, actually, you just pointed this out. Yeah, they're all looking at the mother. Uh-huh. That's, that's just so weird. I don't know why. Why is she sitting like a monarch <laughs> with fucking with a goblet in her hand? She has a crab claw around the fucking. I don't know. Yeah, what this is the guy serving? Actually, oh my god, it's the guy serving, and he served for himself. No, the food was already served. All the yeah. plates are full yeah. with the salad, and, and the <laughs> he's why is putting he the salad down on the table. <laughs> oh. Maybe he's the one. Maybe he's, or maybe I don't fucking. I love the dad fit, by the way. The tucking in, the, the yeah. button down yeah. fucking. That's a vibe. Dude. Don't yeah. fuck with it. That's a vibe. That's, oh, that's, too my, tight. Aesthetic Habib- that's my aesthetic now. That's my aesthetic now. I got I, the whole gut don't out. Worry. I, I'm like, I'm like, I, I have to communicate. Like, I still go out as if I was single. So I have to communicate to all the, the, the people that are attracted to me in said bar or club that I am unavailable. But, you know, I can put mm-hmm. 100 rings on my finger, but I'm so hot that they still come to me. So I have to <laughs> accentuate the gut to become unattractive. But unfortunately, I think Esquire did a, a research. 65% of women prefer the dad bod. So I literally don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's tough being the <laughs> PIMP. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it, it's like. This is uh, you go think is peak male performance. If you don't like it, leave. But I was going to say, guys. Respectfully, um, I am. This yep. image was... Mm-hmm. Please, please, please. This image was released by the National Cancer Institute. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, did I just make fun of the hairline of a person who's going through one of the most horrible no, diseases on the planet? So I, fuck I, yourself. I don't. Th- no, no. I don't think. I don't think he has cancer. I think it's just oh my like god, a, the two kids a photographer. Oh my god, the two kids have cancer. They're, they're no, twins no, and they both have cancer. No, I, oh lord, oh lord. At least he didn't make fun of. Okay, the, okay. The, the, the hair. Oh, god. 
Oh shit! No! Oh my god! They're looking at the mother because she has cancer and she's wearing a wig. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is. Is that really it? No, probably not. I'm making a sketch, bro. Come on, guys! Hold on, guys! Description: An African American family sits for lunch. The adult male serves a salad as two children, male and adult female, looks on. Why is it so weird? One of these has a cancer. Guess it. That um, I'm starting a new Kickstarter. Guess the person with cancer in this photo. And this pic- the picture was taken in 2007, by the way. Oh wow, it's good quality for 07. So the fi- <gasps> there's more pictures. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, yeah. when you guys, go- guys, guys, guys. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful picture, and they're all smiling because it's 07, and they have this beautiful home. But in 08, what happened? Yeah. Oh fuck! Oh no, they lost it. Oh my god. I mean, hey, this is the American, and the, that, the, the American and, dream. And they lost the whole house, and that was like, I'm used to loss. Look at my fucking hairline. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, hold on. Here you go. Oh, <laughs> Look at this man. fucking natural. These are so good. Oh, <laughs> dude, they're beautiful Dear people, viewer, man. I wish you could see these. I mean, yeah. they're, it's the corniest, <laughs> the walk, the hey, fake it's, walk. It's that stock that photos. It's <laughs> stock photos. <laughs> Oh man! Like she's not even moving; she's just smiling and staring off into space. And he's got like one arm cocked and one leg a little bit forward to imitate. The <laughs> hold on, like, hold and, on! And, I'm gonna send. And, I'm... It's beautiful because it's a stock photo, and he's obviously like, "I wish I was dating this beautiful woman." The way he's looking at her, and the way she's looking at him is like, "I would never date this fucking no hairline looking ass motherfucker." <laughs> Hold on. There's a variant where the the guy, the father, is looking just slightly ever so differently. Oh yeah. The mother and look, <laughs> it looks so creepy. Oh my fuck. All right, and now I'm gonna send you guys the last one. This one's titled "Family Drinking Juice." <laughs> so hold on. Where the fuck? Hold on. Here you go. Enjoy. There you go. Look look at the dad. Look how proud he is. Oh man. <laughs> oh oh dear viewer, it's the mother pouring juice for the for the two children. One of them has already apparently <laughs> drunk half of his juice uh, very swiftly. The other one is getting his topped up. And the dad is in the background leaning on the counter with his own juice <laughs> smiling at his family. <laughs> he looks like he's about to spill the fucking drink. By the way, I love the fact that the, there are no drink marks on the little ki- on, on the kid's uh, yeah. on the left glass. So it looks like she's favoriting. She's favoriting. <laughs> no, Fuck, do, that's do, not right do, English. Do, like, we, will she, add, we will add all of these photos in a uh, Imgur link. Just guys, please remind me. So that the viewers yeah, yeah. can properly experience it, <laughs> but the, no, the, the, you know what the dad looks like? He looks like, oh my god, the bank called for a foreclosure. I cannot fucking tell them <laughs> this fucking orange juice is too fucking oh, expensive no. for us oh, to afford fuck. now. What the oh, fuck is Jesus this woman Christ. doing? Pouring a full cup of it, the kids can't even drink it. We always end up throwing half of this shit away. And look right next to the fucking orange juice, there's like a bunch of fruit that we buy every week, so that when the neighbors come in, they can't say, "Oh, it's the poor black family that moved in," because it's now the rich black family oh, because God. we have bowls of fruit all over the fucking house. So yeah, uh, just this, I, I, his eyes I, I dying him. on the inside is something that yeah. if you're on your phone be, on your computer, you should yeah. definitely open up and see. <clears throat> it's um, and, uh, a moment captured. The last point I'll add. The last moment. Uh, uh, the last uh, point I'll add to this this segment is uh, if you look behind the orange pouring, pouring scene, you see the table where the where the salad the salad <laughs> table is behind there. <laughs> it's, it looks like it was bad. It looks so sad. Stock footage, okay, okay, family, okay. cinematic universe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna send all this shit. Um, it'll be in the show notes or something, so you guys can enjoy. 
All right, uh, there's a few more points I want to add in here uh, that, uh, I mean, just to get them out. Um, part of the research also that we saw was uh, something a, a bit cringe. I'll, I'll just uh, quote it. According to French sociologist Pierre Bourdieu, uh, Bordeaux, fuck it, French is a waste of time. <laughs> the, food cons- <laughs> the food consumed by the upper classes <clears throat> the food consumed by the upper classes reflect tastes of refinement. And I wrote the biggest sack of shit I've ever heard because, <laughs> as you know, rich people, eat, they eat stuff because of prestige. What the fuck? And I, the example that came to mind immediately was either Chinese or Turkish food, which for the most part is in highly refined cuisine, um, and way more refined than any fucking garbage and disappointingly like Western European, quote-unquote, expensive food. Yeah. But those cuisines are usually, quote-unquote, fast food uh, types in in Europe or in, in in North America and whatnot. Despite the fact that again it's an incredibly rich cuisine that's also far more refined, far more seasoned, far more sophisticated, at least in, in technique and in, in in preparation. But oh no, you haven't fucking broiled the salmon and put fucking uh, leek on it. So case in point, rich people put gold on their food sometimes. You can't taste yeah. that. Like there's no way you can taste the leaf of gold and, and w- think that I tastes see- good or adds anything to the meal. Yeah. It needs to be in my... Sh- I need to take shit. I don't want to see gold flakes. I want it to twinkle at me <laughs> like a star. Fuck these to people. Uh, to me, it's kind of beautiful. Alive. Like, eating gold is, like, the most ideological action that you can do, which, in a way, kind of rids you of ideology. It's so honest. You know? It's so honest. It's like, yeah. I am doing this to flex, which I can respect yeah. much more than somebody pretending, oh, I am doing this because I appreciate the culture of what this uh, chef created for me. <laughs> no, man. You, I'm, I'm fucking eating like tasteless gold. Like I'm doing this to flex on you peasants. It's much more honest. I prefer that type of bourgeois. I prefer the bourgeois of the 15th fucking century that only ate pineapple because it cost more than diamond at the time for like 500 <laughs> re- different reasons. Not because pineapple tastes good. You know, it's, it's, it's the, 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 we have lost the, the honest bourgeois and that's why we, uh, they, they infiltrate among our ranks far too much. Uh, no, among us. They're among us. Habibi, whether they, whether they uh, like to eat gold flakes because, you know, they're, um, uh, what's it called, uh, gluttonous pieces of shit, or they're, oh, and pretending to be more fine or whatever the fuck, either, either way, both of them get the bullets. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, one, um, I think anyways. one can be refined. <laughs> one can be, you know, you one can be talked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can refine the gold back out of their bodies after you're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. That was too much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. You can extract the iron from all their blood and fucking, I don't know, make the, the, the throne of the people or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, build the pillars of some hospital with it. Uh, anyways, uh, so... <laughs> The, uh, another thing is, um, this is something actually that I, I want to get JT's opinion on, and we're going to start wrapping up slowly after this, but um, the concept of a, uh, what's it called, a, a, a food desert, yeah. um, not only that, but also the, of course, as everybody know, knows, price and availability of healthy food is more common in high-income areas um, and less common in low-income areas, because you know, guys, of course, the market fills a need. Right, uh-huh. uh, everything you need, the market will fill it. Um, Ooh, poor people don't need healthy food. All right, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, th- and this concept of of, of uh, food deserts and whatnot. JT, could you please comment on this? Yeah, so it's actually very interesting. The U.S. has a big problem with hunger and malnutrition, um, and in my opinion, that's one of the clearest examples of the contradictions inherent to capitalism. So you've got the richest country on earth. You've got something like. 50 million people not getting enough to eat or not getting enough enough nutritious food. 
That's one in six Americans, which is absurd. Hmm. And what's particularly striking to me is that this is a trend across the entire country. It's it's not just in cities or wherever. It's cities and rural areas and suburbs. So take farmers, for example, people who literally have the ability just to pull food from the earth. Even these people suffer from malnutrition. And part of the reason for that is that many of the crops they produce, especially corn, are intended not to feed humans, but to feed, like, cattle and other livestock, and to produce cooking oil, and especially to get processed into sweeteners, which is an epidemic in the U.S., uh, high fructose corn syrup. Um, But the most surprising statistic for a lot of people is that Americans in the suburbs, you know, the places we consider insulated, well-off communities, are also experiencing this lack of nutrition. Um, Across the country, there are, you know, entire communities where people simply can't afford nutritious food. But that's not the only problem. In places like Houston, many, many thousands of Americans live in what's called, Hakeem, as you said, a food desert. A food desert is a place where people live more than half a mile from a supermarket, and they can't get there easily because they don't have transportation. In the U.S., getting places basically requires a car, because we don't have any real public transportation to speak of. And, you know, you might say that, you know, half a mile's not that far to walk. Unless you want to get run down by an SUV the size of a small aircraft carrier— you need to drive. It's in, it's incredibly <laughs> dangerous to walk anywhere in the Happened States. Happened to my girlfriend, um, especially Literally places in like the States. Texas. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're just giant killdozers. <laughs> that, but, that is if you don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to die one way or the other. You need a big machine to protect you. But you add to this challenge the fact that healthy food is much more expensive than the toxic, mass-produced junk food that we have. And you've got the perfect storm. All of this together is why the U.S. simultaneously has a hunger and malnutrition crisis and an obesity crisis. It's a structural problem that really, it's, it's bizarre to look at from the outside. You think like, okay, how are there so many people who are struggling with obesity, but also 50 million people who aren't getting the nutrition they need? It's a very mm-hmm. bizarre problem, but when you break it down to its core components, it makes complete sense. Yes. Like the food that's being produced... Um, the healthy food that farmers are producing is getting shipped to, you know, Whole Foods in the middle of L.A. and not to their local communities. It's, yeah, that's the guiding hand of the profit motive is not feeding people. Very interesting to, to note this, and particularly because of how, again, like you said, it's the wealthiest country on earth. And this fucking... Uh, Several several points. Number one, the market feels need always. Number two, um, you don't need. A, it's impossible to plan, of course. Um, and number three, um, uh, uh, what the fuck's it called? American dream. Okay, what are you, some sort of communist? Um, and number four, all right, <laughs> you want people to be fed? What are you, a bleeding heart liberal? Because <laughs> again, the, the fucking statement always made me fucking laugh. Because I mean, uh, no, I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> number five. <laughs> number but, five. Yeah. Look, even our poorest. Are well fed. Oh yes, I fucking that is that. such you a strong argument. Like it's awful, obviously, when you look at all of the factors. It's fucking disgusting. But but, but to somebody from outside, wrong. from outside, when like when I went to the states, I literally it was a comment once. But we passed a bunch of homeless people in Miami, and literally the dude like hit me with uh, again a, a poor guy from my part of the world. He hit me with his elbow, and he was like. Dude, in this motherfucking country, even the fucking homeless are fucking fat as fuck. Like, literally. 
So it's a propaganda tool. Oh, that's uh, what I'm saying. But yes, yes. Sorry, mm. Kim. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, no, it's completely fine. I always really hated this fucking thing because they're idiots who are like, oh, um, the you know uh, our uh, like uh, capitalism is so good because oh look at the US, um, there we have more fat people than uh, people starving. Yeah, you are such a fucking idiot <laughs> because you don't understand that calori- calories does not mean that this there's something called marasmus. Uh, and and kwashiorkor. These are these two are the um, primary types of malnutrition um, that you uh, see medically, right? Uh, marasmus is basically not enough calories. Uh, kwashiorkor, on the other hand, um, is uh, a lack. You have enough caloric intake, but you don't have enough protein. So as a result, you see usually the very big bellies. I'm not saying that this is what Americans have, no. But if you've seen those pictures of like you know like uh, the Ethiopian famines of uh, a bunch of decades ago, for example, and you see the small kids with really big bellies, yeah. that's what you're seeing. You're seeing kwashiorkor, right? My point being is that in the United States, it's not back to this level. But if you're consuming 4,000 fucking calories a day and there's no nutrition in what you're eating, it's just straight carbs, there's no fucking nothing, that doesn't mean that you're being fed. You're, you're, you're killing yourself in a different way, right? It's just so... Oh, God. But yeah, and, and it's, it's a completely... Um, it's a stupid opinion from somebody who doesn't understand the science of uh, human nutrition. And by the way, for, of course, by the way, the, the, the mental effects of this, which I also want to touch on. One of the biggest issues, I think the uh, population on Earth that is most affected by stress and emotional eating is the United States, yeah. which, by the way, affects the poorer sections of the, of, of the population usually. And in the United States, this can be as high as 40% of the American population, which basically, because of the stresses of life, from work, from debt, uh, from a million fucking other things, they end up basically uh, exactly as, as the term is, emotional stress eating. Everybody's been is probably familiar with it. They gorge themselves on food, usually food that isn't good for them, usually highly caloric, um, but uh, with absolutely no other nutrition. This shit ruins you over a course of a lifetime um and of course this is not to say like oh because it makes you fat that's not my point i'm saying that you're not getting enough nutrients right you have a variety of like um what's it called um uh, nutritional deficiencies as a result of this not only this but then this predisposes you to other diseases in the future that will ruin your life further because you won't be able to afford the the medical care required to treat those issues in the first place um so yeah it's a, it's a sort of argument that an idiot and i and i can see like in the future, they're making like when food scarcity increases, as unipolarity gets fucked up, etc., etc. We talked about this fifty times in previous episodes. But if if the let's say if the U.S. ever hits a point where like food general food scarcity starts existing, you know the government's gonna say uh, this is actually good for you. We are finally addressing mm. the problem <laughs> oh, with the God. overavailability <laughs> yeah. of food. You know, tighten your belt, literally lose some weight, you fat fuck. That will literally be a campaign slogan. I can fucking... Like, they will take starvation and they will create turn it into into a potentially good thing. People are fucking... Yeah. And by the way, also, um, uh, industrialization is the reason that f- uh, this proliferation of, uh, of food. And also, like, again, it's not, it's not fucking capitalism. It's just... Oh, my God. There are obese people in socialist countries as well. Does that mean it was good? No. Right, the end period USSR had some like you know uh, questionable choices for um, what's it called um, uh, like or health outcomes for their populations as a result of the food they would eat, which usually meant a larger intake of meats, larger intake of animal uh, fats as well, um, amongst many other things. But yeah, um, but just to 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 wrap this all nicely up uh, on this point, um, in the Soviet Union, for the most part, or most socialist countries, uh, 
um, if you actually look into the research, 100% of socialist countries provided at least 100% of the caloric <clears throat> requirement as well as as well as nutritional requirement of their population as compared to, well, far less of a percentage uh, for capitalist countries. Um, and that does not include not food getting, quality. It does not calculate for food quality, yes. which degrades massively the more market reforms you introduce to a place. And this will probably be a discussion in the future um, with a relevant uh, agriculture expert, which I, person, I have a person in mind actually for that. Um, to do to do this, but uh, this is just a point. All right, um, <clears throat> the richest country on earth has forty million people starving. Meanwhile, the USSR was fucking vibing. So, yes, uh, fuck capitalism and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, then, good night. You know, <laughs> they say people were starved in gulags, and then somebody else will say no, but they were given three meals a day, and then that same person would say. But those were extremely non-nutritious, like slobs being put on a piece of plate. Okay, sure, let's agree. But then what would you call like probably like 40% of your population eating on a daily basis? So in a sense, they are all living in a massive gulag just without a fence outside. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. The United States is one big gulag. Yeah, fucking uh, <laughs> cops roaming around ready to put a bullet in you, right? And, and, and oh, debt collectors coming to break your legs. Jesus Christ, dystopia. But, um, <laughs> like, of course, there's a bit of hyperbole there. But at the end of the day, yeah. you're supposed to be the richest country of Earth uh, on Earth with the highest standard of human rights and democracy and equality and this and that and this and that. Uh, but yeah, what I was gonna say is um, this is also not conveniently not mentioning the um, that uh, prison food in the United States is more nutritious than school meals. Yeah. Which, by the way, some kids have to go into fucking debt, debt to yeah. be able to afford. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my god, it's like oh, this fucking the, um, what's it called? These kids they opened a lemonade stand to hand their uh, to help their classmates in in uh, in, in oh, uh, god, school yeah. food debt because his because <laughs> his fucking cancer ridden mother needs to pay for her chemo treatment. Oh, how inspiring! <laughs> Yeah, it's so frustrating because I think the clearest indicator of the health of a country is how it treats its children. And the United States mm. just completely fails in every regard from nutrition to safety, everything. What are you it, talking about? Uh, what, are you, what are you talking about? A, a, a kid can go into... <laughs> Oh no! Here it comes. <laughs> if a kid is hungry, then he can just go to his yeah, just yeah, go to school. You're gonna get Sean, then you won't be hungry anymore. Oh god! <laughs> I was wondering how you're gonna do it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be a light episode. <laughs> Think about the hairline of the of the yeah. of the, 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 the African <laughs> the, the, the orange drinking. Uh, the program the, makes the fun of black kids. man in this family. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh no, it's not Jesus Christ. It could be fucking yeah, any other ethnicity. It's the hairline. That's the point. It's like you, at one point Gopnik you have to commit. Has taken right? the it's role like... of the liberal in the world. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> all right, oh, that's enough for today. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the food show. <laughs> this has JT's been the D program. Was... <laughs> I'm taking this over. I'm JT. All right. I'm Hakeem. And now you got like drink sparkling water, you goddamn degenerate. <laughs> I'm g- I want some of that orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>